Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. Welcome back to the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. I'm your host, Nate Dog, here to bring you reliable sports news and opinions. I'm glad to say that I'm back, y'all, and hopefully for the time being, I had to take a little bit of a break because of classes and uh, projects I was working on. But I'm back. We're gonna do some, uh, you know, some more consistent releases uh, week by week, like I was doing before. You know, that's uh, that's how I want to do it, and hopefully, I can start doing it uh, early in the week. Like I'm doing this one now, so people have more time to listen before, you know, the games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but today, me and my guests will be discussing some NFL and the craziness that happened the last week, the NBA's strange start this year, and maybe a little bit about the greatest pound-for-pound boxer uh, of our generation, Canelo Alvarez. But let me introduce the one and only. Ethan Evans, how you doing, my man? Yo, 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 what up? Glad to be back, man. Uh, yes, sir, it's good to have you back. Uh, you know, well, this was uh, the most successful podcast so far that I've done, and I'm just glad to have you back, my man. Hey, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're right, you're right, my man, you're right. All right, we're going to just dive right into this one with the NFL. Um, crazy, bro, it's crazy, especially last week with all these wow. upsets. Man, Dude. I'm glad I don't bet. They're not old <gasps> enough to bet. Yeah, exactly. Last week... I would have lost a lot of money, I think. I would have lost a good bit of money, I think. Um, But, yeah, we're going to get into this. Uh, We've talked about it in our first podcast, but we're going to give a little bit of an update here because those were early projections um, and predictions. But I'm going to ask you right now, who's your best team in the NFC and the best team in the AFC as of right now? So, as of right now, not looking that I think we'll go farthest in the playoffs or anything. In the NFC, I really think it. I think it's really close between the Rams and the Cardinals. Okay. I think I'd give the edge to the Cardinals, just because, you know, they get the win last week, which I think was a really it was a bigger deal than a lot of people think. Yep. Forty ers are not a bad team. They're not. And to not have Kyler or DeAndre Hopkins, I mean. Yeah, what about Colt McCoy, dude? He went out there slinging Look, the rock. Man, one day we're gonna have to start talking about the best game manager. Of all <laughs> yes, <time>. yes, <laughs> yes. Colt McCoy is definitely in that conversation. Colt forty five. Yes, one of the best. Yes, one hundred percent. So you saying what the Rams and the uh, the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, but with that being said, so it's weird, man, because the NFC is so top heavy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if. And by the way, I'm a Cowboys fan, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying. I'm going to keep it real. They're not a top two or three team in the NFC. I'm just going to say that. But I do think that the Bucks could always slide in. It. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if in two weeks when they get a lot of their corners. But I think Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting come back this week. Yeah, they'll be back. So, that's just going to help them. I wouldn't be surprised if they slid into that number one spot. And in the AFC, took me a minute to decide. Mm-hmm. Because when you first asked me, I actually had the Ravens. The more I thought about it, yeah, I, I got the Titans now. Got the Titans, okay. 
even with Derrick Henry going, that defense is way better than I than I thought they would be. I think a lot of people thought. And you know, Julio doesn't exactly look like Julio yet, but you know, his touches should go up. If Ryan Tannehill can just be Ryan Tannehill, the run game can be passable and the defense can just keep doing what they're doing. They'll have an easy at least they'll they'll at least get the second or third seed yeah, easily. Easy. Their division's not too hard. I mean, the Colts aren't bad, but I don't see them competing for that division. Yeah. Um, that division, I, I think, is already theirs. Exactly. And then, I mean, if AP, you know, starts becoming AP again, that'd yeah. be kind of cool, right? Uh, you know, I know he ain't AP of old, but, you know, he wasn't terrible when he left Washington uh, cup last year or two years ago or something like that. Yeah. The Look. Titans are one of them teams, man, that, like, I feel like the last couple years when – team I've wanted to win has been eliminated from the playoffs. I'm always like, huh, you know what? I think I'm going to go for the Titans. Titans, exactly. <laughs> they're they're like a hard team to not like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to – for my NFC team, I'm actually going to go with the Cardinals. Uh, you know, that's where I'm going to stick with, like, kind of like you too. Um, you know, once – like, like I mean, when they come in there, like, I didn't even think they would win last week with, you know, Colt McCoy and then – Hell, even Chase, Chase Chase Edmonds got hurt in the middle of the game, and then James Connors put up fifty points on fantasy. Yeah. Uh, my mom had uh, him on on her <laughs> fantasy, which is uh, I bet that was pretty uh, legendary for her. But uh, yeah, I got Arizona probably right now as the NFC team. Even though you're a Dallas fan, and you're kind of, I don't think you're giving your team enough credit. Uh, uh, defense is a little suspect, but if that offense is clicking, it's the best offense in the league. Hey, I will say too. Um, not just for me being a Cowboys fan. We should – Michael Gallup, I feel like there's no way he doesn't play this week. Yeah. Um, Tyron Smith shouldn't be out much longer. This is the first game he's actually missed all year, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah, he's one of the most longer. important. We just got Lyle Collins back, and Demarcus Lawrence hasn't played since week one. Mm-mm. So – yeah, he's going to be coming back. So questionably, I, y'all's best defensive player. Yeah, and with how good Randy Gregory's been playing, teams are going to, you know, have a. Which one should we double? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going to have a problem to figure out, like, AO, and, you know, yeah, Lawrence yeah. is back, and then we got. And then Randy Gregory's playing on a Pro Bowl, all pro level. Yeah, I'm hoping that that helps out. Maybe then, you know, they don't expect as much from Parsons rushing because mm-hmm. the linebacker play hasn't been great. And safeties are okay, but you know I'm a I'm just trying not to be too. You're, biased. you're, you're a critic, bro. You're a, you're a rough critic on your own <laughs> team. I understand. I mean, that's how I feel about the Saints too. But on the AFC, you know, I'm actually we're we kind of sticking the same teams here. Uh, I'm going. I couldn't pick between either one of them after Titans win last uh, on Sunday Night Football. Was it? Yeah. yeah Sunday Night Football against the Rams. Um, I'm going Titans and the Ravens. Uh, I'm picking those two teams uh, as of right now. Are they my Super Bowl favorites? I'm not sure. AFC is like kind of like up in the air, you know. I mean, last week I would have probably set the Bills, and then they laid that egg against the freaking – not an egg, but six points against the Jaguars. Like, man, not going to do it. At this point, like I I still wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Kansas City is still right there. I mean, if they could figure out their defensive problems, I mean, you never know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's why I'm going to go Baltimore and Tennessee. You know, got, got you. Solid teams, solid teams. Uh, are you going to – we're going to go into this next question here. Uh, are you sticking with your Matt Stafford MVP pick? 
Man, I actually am right now. Even he didn't look great Sunday night, but I'm still going to stick with him. Yes. The run game is looking a lot better now than it was at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just – you know, they got Vaughn Miller. I think his team having success will play a lot into the decision. 100%. Whether that's fair or not, I mean, it's going to be in the decision. Yeah. And, yeah, right now he's my pick. Though it wouldn't surprise me. There's, you know, a couple other ones like Kyler is my number two right Kyler's now. Kyler's playing just as good, yeah. Got to give Lamar credit and not being a homer. I still think Dak is kind of a dark horse. I think Dak's right in the middle of it, and Tom's also you know, oh, yeah. right there too. And, I mean, you know, man, if Derrick Henry didn't get hurt, that's just another guy to throw in there. Honestly, if Derrick doesn't go down now, but seeing the Titans play, I still play good without him. I would have said Derek should have honestly might have been oh, yeah. the MVP. I mean, he's just so good. But mine is going to – I'm going to change it up. You know, I agreed with you last podcast with Matt Stafford. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I got you. Um, main reason is, I mean, he, he is the Ravens. He is the – he he's the most important player in the NFL when it comes to a team. If you take him off that team, they're not a playoff team. But that's a lot of teams when, they're, when you're talking quarterback. But that dude's the leading rusher, leading passer – Breaks the game. So, yeah, I'm going Lamar Jackson. After all the injuries they've had, and he's, they're still – I don't know where they are in the standings, but they're up there 1-2, you know, 1-2 seed, you know. like. Oh, yeah, I think they're – they should be the number – Two seed, two seed. Yeah. Tennessee's one. Dude, and it's crazy, too, because I was actually looking at it earlier. If you look at his stats, like this dude who's second in rushing, I think is Latavis Murray. And he doesn't even have half Lamar's rushing yards. <laughs> and I know they've gotten a lot of injuries, but it's just that still – It's not going to do like, it. The amount of criticism he gets, and some of it is fair, but, like, you got to look at how much they're asking the guy to do. Right? Yeah. And he's an Iron Man. Knock on wood. Hopefully he can stay uh, healthy and stuff. But yeah. how he plays, it's tough for a quarterback to be able to just do that every game in and out. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to stick with the – I'm going to go with the Lamar Jackson pick here. It's a solid pick. Solid pick. Thank you. All right. It was a crazy weekend between the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a weird game. Whole entire time it felt like Kansas City, Kansas City was just going to handle it. Not a pretty win. But then, you know, we got some we got some signs of Jordan Love. Do you think Jordan Love is going to be a successor for Aaron Rodgers? Man, so I don't even really have much to say on this topic. I just – I really think it's too early to tell. Respect. Um, yeah, it's too early for me to say. I mean, it's, it is kind of weird to me that he looked, like, so out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, just so uncomfortable. And, I mean, I get it because it was his first start, but at the same time. He isn't a rookie. You know, yeah, he's not a rookie. So, that was a little weird, but also it was his first game. And, you know, people were saying – about his uh, connection with Devontae Adams not being there. Devontae Adams also didn't practice last week till I think, Friday, if he practiced yeah, at exactly. all. Yeah, exactly. He was coming off the COVID list. Yeah, I don't think it was until Friday. So, I mean, they – and he was the backup, so I'm sure – He wasn't getting those reps. Yeah, so I just think it's too early. Um, I think if he, you know, has a bad spell of games while Aaron's out this year, however long that is – is still maybe a little too early unless mm-hmm. it's like, you know, God off. <laughs> God off, yeah. But yeah. I think if, like, next game, if he can, you know, have around 200 yards, one 
touchdown or so or no touchdowns, no turnovers. Like just no turnovers, a clean game. Yeah, just be just be passable. Mm-hmm. Don't don't give the game. Away. Don't don't try to be Aaron Rodgers. Just yeah, exactly. play within yourself. That's how I kind of feel. You know, my kind of I was just kind of contemplating this question. I was like. I don't think they have a choice. You know, yeah. I think he is the guy, but is he Aaron Rodgers? No, but no one's Aaron Rodgers. So I think he's going to be the dude. I don't think he's going to be horrible. He could be a pro ball quarterback, but like you said, it's too early to tell. We don't know what this guy's going to be able to do in the NFL. It's a whole entire different league than Utah State. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's where he came from. Like, that's it's different than the SEC and stuff. So we'll see. But uh, we're, we're going to move along here to the New England Patriots. Start off a little weird. Um, lost to Miami and the Saints early in the season, but now they're the hottest team in the league, quite possibly. Do you think they're a real threat in the AFC and the NFL? So, in the NFL, I'm not quite ready to say it yet. Okay. But in the AFC, I, I do think they're a legit threat to – I look, they're not going to get the one seed. Mm-mm. Probably not going to get the two or three seed, but – I. Really wouldn't be shocked if they finish first in their division. Yeah. Um, Did that force you get a home game? Look, man, the best way to describe the Patriots when you watch them is, like, they really do play like an older team. Mm-hmm. Like, the defense is solid, you know, but on offense, it's so boring. No, it's, <laughs> it's boring, bro. It's like... But it's so efficient. It's like, efficient, you know, and that's what Mac does. He's not going to... He's had games where he's thrown it to harm's way, but he that's the one thing he does is he's going to game manage to a T. To a T. And he makes amazing throws. I mean, the dude's got yeah. arm talent like crazy. Well, I think plus in the AFC, with their roster, I really don't think there's a team that they couldn't they couldn't beat like I think yeah. you know there's teams that they would lose to but like I don't think there's any team that like you look at them on paper matched up against yeah. them and you're like oh like they're for sure gonna lose they've I got think, so much more talent yeah I think a lot of their losses are gonna come because of themselves themselves Mac being so young experienced yeah, you know, the way they play holding the ball that long and you know if you're driving 14 yards yeah. but you're not or you're driving for 14 plays, Please, taking yeah. up six minutes, but you fumble. Or only get three, you know. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, I think they're, I think a lot of their losses are going to be kicking themselves in the foot. Yeah. You got to trust Belichick. 100%. Finally looks like Mac is actually throwing the ball to those tight ends. They spent so much, so much money, money on. on. I know, right? And they're actually catching it, too. Yeah, Hunter Henry actually looks pretty solid. I've always liked Hunter Henry. I've always, Since college, I've always thought he could be, you know, top 10, top 5 tight end. So, oh, yeah. I'm glad that he's finally getting some opportunities out there. But, yeah, uh, since I drug it out so long to make it short, yeah, I do think they're a, <laughs> <laughs> I do think they're a legit threat in the AFC. I, I think it's too early to say they're a threat in the NFL, though. Yeah, I'm kind of sticking with you on that one. Um, as of right now, I'm not too sure, but I think one move could just put them over the top and maybe maybe make them a top five, top four team in the league, and that's a Odell Beckham. If they can land him, get yep. Mac a number one, a solid number one, because I think Odell's still got plenty left in the tank. If they can get him a solid number one, you know, someone that he can trust – they're going to be kind of hard to beat. Oh, yeah. Because that defense is – I mean, defense is closed by Belichick. They're going to be ready. 
almost every week, and you're not going to see too many bad lapses on defense from them. So, yeah, that's where I'm kind of leaning, you know. But as of right now, I think AFC is a respectable thing. They're a threat. They can beat any team on any given Sunday like any uh, any NFL team can. But um, like you said, roster-wise, I mean, they compete with almost everyone yeah. when it comes to on paper. And now it's just about executing. And no uh, better coach is better about executing than Bill Belichick. So, yes, I think they're a threat in the AFC. NFL, we'll see. Um, it was a crazy weekend, though, this uh, week with the upsets. I mean, oh, yeah. poor Dallas. We had Buffalo. We had the Saints. We had um, – there was other ones. I mean, I, I, I can't even name them all. Um, but who would you put as the craziest upset of the weekend? Man. Honestly, I got to go with Jacksonville beating Buffalo. I think that's I think that's a respectable one. And you know, like I said, I don't bet, but looking at the line, what were they projecting? I think it was like 16 and a half, 15 and a half. Yeah, that that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't care what team you are. And yeah, it was just I mean, Buffalo feels inconsistent this year. They've been inconsistent. Mhm. But still for Plus, I mean, look, if it was a shootout, I feel like I would honestly be less surprised just because Jacksonville mm-hmm. has some offensive pieces. Yeah. Trevor's looking better every week. Yep. And um, But it's the fact that it was six to nine. Like, Such a dirty that's game. That's a baseball game. Yeah, that's a baseball game. The real Josh Allen showed up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> what, he had a sack, an f- uh, interception, and, and a fumble, fumble recovery. recovery. That's that's godly numbers right there, dude. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's something about Josh Allen. Like, don't get me wrong, the dude is a stud. But if he has a fault, it's got to be whenever there's pressure, he tries. He tries a little too much. I mean, yeah. he was their leading rusher, too, this weekend. It's like... Yeah, I'm like kind of on that with that Josh Allen thing. Like, there's moments where he looks like the best quarterback in the league, and then yeah. there's moments where I'm just like, that's Carson Wentz. What is going on out here? <laughs> it's like, and if you are, because, I mean, he obviously is the best player, but if you are that heavy on the offense, I feel like you got to know, like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. Even if there's nobody else, mm-hmm. I don't need to keep trying the yep. same thing. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of – I'm going to lean with you on that one too with the, the upset. I mean, I think that's the easiest one. Um, there's no reason the Bills should lose to the Jaguars, yeah. especially in that fashion. It's different if it's a shootout and your defense doesn't show up, but you can even put up points with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders and Devin Singletary. Like, there's some problems there, question marks to – Definitely some big question marks with the Bills. That one's a bad loss for them. Um, I think that's going to wrap us up for the NFL today. Well, not quite. We'll talk about something later, obviously. I think that's a pretty obvious news what we'll be talking about later. But let's get into the NBA. The NBA has been a little strange this year. A little strange. Um, as a Lakers fan, it's hard to watch at some points. But uh, I know you're a Minnesota fan, and there's moments where you're like, yes, and then there's moments like, okay. But oh, um, this is the exact same thing we've been doing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. bro. But it's been a weird start. Um, are you really surprised by all these former playoff teams uh, losing so much at the beginning of the season, or is it just kind of just early season woes? Yeah, so I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, but I feel like starting the season off has just been whack. It feels mm-hmm. like in every sport. Mm-hmm. It may just be that there's not as much going on, so I'm paying more attention to it. Maybe. But, yeah, I don't know. I still feel like it's a little early in the NBA. I like to not try to assess things till like, 
20 games in. Yeah. Uh, that might be a little late. Now, I'm thinking, like, de- December. Like, you got to wait. That's about a quarter in. You know, by then you know the at least the really bad teams and the really good teams, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. You can kind of put together who you think is going to – out of all the in-between ones. But I think it's kind of early. But, yeah, it is a little surprising for sure, especially just with, like, some of the losses – how they've come. Yeah. Like, seeing the Lakers lose to Oklahoma City. Twice. Yeah. 26-point lead and a 19-point lead blown. Yeah, see, that like, was like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, lost a close one where Oklahoma. Buzzer beater or some, something Yeah, OKC like just out-hustled them because mm-hmm. they're so young and mm-hmm. gritty, but gritty. I meant Josh Giddy. <laughs> yes. No, I do like Josh. He is a stud, though, low-key. He's going to be a good little player in the league. But, yeah, I'm I'm a roll with it's just a little bit too early. But I will say it has been a little surprising. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It's surprising, yes, but I'm not worried. Like, yeah. there's, like, I'm looking at the the records right now. we got Milwaukee at 4-6, and six, Boston at 4-6, and six, Atlanta's at 4-7. and seven. Those are all playoff teams from last year. Like, yeah. like, like that's a little weird to look at. And then you got, what, um, Los Angeles Lakers are six and five, sitting at eight seed. The West is honestly looking pretty similar. I mean, Portland's five and five. Besides that, I mean, there's not too much of a difference from last year. Yeah. The West is always just so stacked from top to bottom. Um, how about the Warriors being nine and one? That's oh yeah, ridiculous. We'll say the Cavaliers. I know they weren't a playoff team, yeah. but that is a big surprise. Yeah, they're seven and four. Seven yeah. and four. What is that? And Mobley, I did like Mobley. Because for a second there, there was the chance Minnesota actually got a draft pick. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be a – you know, there was a chance they'd get the lottery pick. Yep. So, getting ready for the draft, I was, like, excited about Evan Mobley. He's going to be such a good player. Dude, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, the Cavs are a surprise. But, yeah, I, overall, like I said, I think it's a little too early. Too early, exactly. I like to, th- I like to wait till about December, maybe even till Christmas to – make any crazy assessments about the teams um, because knock on wood, you never want anyone to get injured, but that's a part of the game. You never know who will, yeah. get, who will go down about before then and stuff too. But um, we're going to keep this thing going. I just, I just mentioned them. Um, the Golden State Warriors, okay. 9-1, just beautiful offense, playing defense. Do you think the Golden State Warriors are going to be the best team in the, the league when Clay comes back? Man, you could argue they're the best team right now. <laughs> so I think – I mean, I feel like you have to say they will be. I mean, like you said, they're nine and nine and one. Mm-hmm. I, could, I couldn't remember if they were eight and one or nine and one. And you're getting, you know, one of the best, a top five shooter all time, arguably the second best. Arguably second. Who, yeah, I know he's going to lose lateral some lateral quickness. That's just a given. But he's still going to be a good defender. He might not be elite anymore. But yeah. He's still going to be good. And good enough. Yeah. So I, and yeah, he was a one of the best two way uh, two way players in the league. He doesn't have to be that anymore. Oh yeah. And with how good the defense is already playing, I just feel like you kind of have to. I just feel like I don't see how you at this point can't say that they wouldn't be unless it's like you know you're just going with a gut feeling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you're watching football, I mean ba- uh, basketball. In the yeah. wrong sport here, basketball. I mean, you have to just, you just have to look at it and just be like, that is the best team. Because yeah. I mean, because I feel like it's 
sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good, I feel bro. like it's too early to to be like, oh, I just got a weird feeling about this team. team. They, they, there's something about it now. It's like it's too early to – you don't even like the bench will be completely different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's – yeah, the thing is, they're deeper than they've ever been, even before yeah. the championship teams. They've got some studs on the bench, and people forget that Wiseman hasn't even played for them this year. They're getting Clay mm-hmm. and James Wiseman back. Oh, Wiseman yeah. was nothing special last year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, but I, I definitely He's don't, got potential. I don't think he'll play any worse. I mean, No, exactly. I mean, he's going to be better than Kevin Looney, and he's starting. Yeah. I mean, that's I feel like that's a given. And he's he could shoot the ball. He'll fall right into that system just beautifully, yeah. in my opinion. Wiggins isn't playing bad. Wiggins is playing good ball. And, and you know, I love seeing that. You know, he's been wrote yeah. off too many times. I didn't think I – I did too. I wrote him off too. I just never thought he was going to be a good player. But he's perfect for that system over there. He just – he definitely cannot be – the highest usage player. No, he just can't. He's not a number one. I don't even know if he's a number two. Like, if he can be, yeah. I think he's a championship number three guy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely say that. But Golden State's it's so good. Um, we'll see what they do. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's where we're gonna leave off on the Golden State talk. There, we'll, gotcha. we'll, we'll definitely come back to that. NBA is just so early, and it's just so weird to to look at these teams right now and try to make an assessment. But another team that surprised a lot of people. Including yourself over there, the Miami uh, Heat. Oh yeah, they uh, you surprised by them so far. I am, so I can say that's definitely probably the thing I was the most wrong about. Mm-hmm. I was wrong about a lot, <laughs> by the way, but probably the most wrong about on the first podcast we did was I said I saw Boston finishing before Miami in the East, mm-hmm. and not that it couldn't happen, but it's definitely. Definitely not looking likely looking now. Good, yeah. Um, I mean, I liked the Heat mm-hmm. before. Like, I knew they would be good, but I don't know. I had a feeling that maybe their bench wasn't. Yeah. I figured Tyler Harrow would be better. I didn't think he'd be as good as he He's is now. Balling right now. Because if I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure he like. I'm pretty sure he takes the most shots on their team, but he's coming I wouldn't off be surprised. I would not be surprised. I know he's averaged like 22 points. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost like he, like, it's almost like the offense gets ran through him, mm-hmm. even when he's playing with the starters. It's kind of exactly. weird. So I, I didn't really see him being as good. I figured he'd be better, like I said. But, yeah, I didn't think the bench would be playing like they were. I didn't think the defense would be – as good, and we'll see because you know they are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have to see just if it can hold up through. I could still see them, you know, being one of those teams that has a really good regular season and then gets to the playoffs, does something like the Bucks did, and gets swept. Yeah, you know, I could I could see something like that still, but. Yeah, right now I'm very surprised by the Heat. Yeah, I am I mean, I thought they would be good, but not this good. I liked the, the Kyle Lowry pickup was probably my favorite, one of my favorites of the offseason in general. Yeah. I thought that was a perfect player. He's a dog, like Jimmy Butler. Um, well, I think it all comes down to how Jimmy Butler's playing. He's playing like MVP right now. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing. I thought I figured, I figured the older he got, it'd exactly. be more defense, you know, less. Less leader, but he is just – He's balling. I don't think he'll be the MVP. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he'll hold yeah. hold up yeah. this play. I don't, I don't even think a month from now he'll still be in the conversation. I mean, yeah. I mean, he could be. You look at those MVP rankings; they're always wrong in the first first oh, yeah. 
first week or two. Like they're just they're never right. But I mean, if he keeps that up, Miami Heat will be a team to reckon with. But that's all it comes down to. If if he can keep playing like a superstar, because that's what I said. They just don't have. They didn't have a superstar, and I just. At the end of the day, I think you have to have a superstar, a LeBron James, a Giannis, a Kevin Durant, you know, someone like that. They didn't have that. But if Jimmy Butler keep playing like this, um, maybe they got one, you know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see about the Heat. It's like, we've, we, like we keep saying, it's just so early in the season. It's like it's kind of too hard to predict some things on, the, uh, on these teams. But uh, we definitely got to talk about my poor old Lakers. What the hell is wrong with them, my man? Man, so – not a Lakers fan. I actually haven't got to watch a lot of them. I've watched. I've watched a little bit of them, but I haven't got to watch a lot of them. But from everything I've read and just from the little bit I've seen, man, they just look like I don't know, man. It's like they don't look like a team. They just look like a, a group of guys yep. playing basketball. And mm-hmm. I feel like one thing I never thought about because I picked them to go to the finals in our first podcast. Yep. It's another thing I'm starting to feel wrong about with <laughs> yeah. Golden State looking. You're looking as good looking. as they are, but you did say Golden State was going to be good. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's I didn't take into account that. Like I think that LeBron, Russ, and AD can work, but it, I feel like it's going to take a lot of minutes in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then you got to take into account LeBron's going to probably play less this year than he has. Yeah, he's out for a month right now. Yeah, and then that's another thing is if they don't have that chemistry worked out. I think with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, you can – I'm not really worried about the regular season or them getting to the playoffs. Yeah. I think you can – just with those two, you can we'll throw together it. 44, 45 mm-hmm. wins. I am worried, though. I don't want them to get, you know, like the sixth seed – they have to play like, some teams yeah, that like they us don't last year. Yeah, we were the eight seed last year, and that's what hurt us. We had to play the Suns, and they're hot yeah. in that first round. But you know, they got to have that chemistry built between the big three. And say, you know, LeBron getting older, I don't know how durable he's going to be. Mm-hmm. AD is another guy. It seems like doesn't. I don't know if he's just. I don't want to say fragile. I don't like calling players fragile, but. I don't know if he just doesn't take care of himself. I don't know, bro. He's it's frustrating to watch him. Get, he gets he literally walks off the court every single game with some type of injury. It's every game. Yeah, and I just I don't know if that you know that chemistry is going to be there. But man, if they can get a good you know right before the playoffs, a good twenty game stretch in mm-hmm. twenty five game stretch where they're all healthy. Maybe like, yeah, maybe win like twenty one out of the last twenty five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and have like a you know, a good amount of reps mm-hmm. and minutes together going into the playoffs. Because, I mean, if you can, if you play them right now, you know how to beat them. Yeah. Like with LeBron not on the court. And, you know, he, that's the thing is how long is LeBron going to be on the court? He, exactly. He, he's still King James, but he, it's year 17. It's, he's, Father Tom is creeping. It's out the door. It's knocking. Um, I'm I'm right there with you, you know, as a Lakers fan. Um, as unbiased as I can be, it's hard to watch, y'all. It's hard to watch. I've watched I've not every game. I've watched most games this year. Out of the nine games, I've probably watched probably seven. Um, maybe turned them off about the third quarter, but um it's just it's 
it comes down to like Ethan said, it's all chemistry. They don't have chemistry. Um, Russell Westbrook is averaging six and a half turnovers a game, which is actually ridiculous. I think. Um, yeah. I, I think that's where it is. It's somewhere near that. He had seven turnovers last night, and they won somehow. Um, I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan. I used to be. That's the worst thing. I was always a Russell, Russell Westbrook fan. Then he comes here, and I'm like, it's hard to like this guy, man. I was on the fence, and then just this year, even though he hasn't even done that much, like, negative, I feel like, like as a personality. Oh, yeah. I just – it's I don't like the way he plays. No. And I don't – him as a person just don't – just doesn't seem like a dude I'd get along with. Yeah, I, I, I hear that, dude. Yeah, trust me, it's his style is just not fitting. Um, and it's hard to see him struggle so much and Buddy Hill ball so hard for the Kings because that's who we were supposed to get. We were supposed to get Buddy Hill, and then that trade went yeah. through, it fell through, and we got Russ. Um, that would have been a good trade. It would have been such a good a trade. Really good trade. He would have been such a good fit for our team. Um Kyle Kuzma even came out and he was like, I, I was going to Sacramento. Like, that was the deal. And then they traded for Russ. Oh, man, like, speaking of that, you saw or you've seen Montrez Harrell and Kuzma. They're looking good. Kuzma's KCT averaging 15 looking, and 10, dude. Yeah, they ain't playing bad. Yeah, Montrez is balling over there. Kuzma's averaging 15 and 10. I'm like, dude, it's always these young Lakers that leave man. and they ball, man. They always leave them ball. Caruso. Caruso, Lonzo. Ingram's not bad, you know. Caruso and Lonzo on the court together are like. They've been doing that since summer league days, son. It's crazy because, like, if I was – it's weird to say, but if I was another team oh, and, like, as a two-guard set mm-hmm. going up against those two guards, they don't look like it, but I would be so intimidated. Intimidated. <laughs> well, they're, like, two of the best defensive guards in the league. Like, they are – Amazing at defense. It's mm-hmm. like that's definitely one of our biggest losses at AC Alex Caruso. Um, we do got that Austin Reeves, that rookie from Oklahoma, but he's no, he's no. Dude, that he's dude AC. looks. I ain't trying to talk about him, but that dude does not. <laughs> he is not feeling that court, bro. He runs around flailing his arms and stuff. He puts Man, all the effort out there. Yeah, he looks. You know, like, he's averaging six most minutes on our team too. Really? Yes, he's our six six man. He he just looks like. Like he has the body of like an eighth grader. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He he does not he does not fit out there. What about uh, y'all got Mac McClung, didn't y'all? We cut him. Oh, I guess. No, wait. I think we dropped him to our D league, our G league team. Got you. Yeah, yeah. We did have him. I I thought he was gonna be the next AC, but uh, it ends up being Austin Reeves. You know what his nickname is? What? Hillbilly Kobe. Oh, I got. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful nickname. But yeah, the Lakers. Uh, they're hard to watch. Like we said, though, it's early in the season. I'm not going to make no too many rast uh, predictions or anything like that. Um, but it all comes down to chemistry. Uh, Russell Westbrook meshing with this team. Russell just got to figure out um, how to be Russ, but not too much of Russ because there's just turnovers. I don't know if you've seen them, but there's just some wild turnovers. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing, man? It's just like. It comes. It literally just comes down to IQ on a basketball court, and I'm not trying oh, yeah. to not trying to act like I'm some basketball wizard and would be any better. But I definitely know nah, I what a horrible turnover is, and um, and nothing wrong with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. I mean, when he's healthy, man, he's top five player in this oh, league, yeah. questionably. I mean, he's well, man, a monster. Plus, too, another thing I forgot to add was I really feel like for them to. When they develop some chemistry, I think 
it's going to be important to watch how much chemistry they get with AD at the five. Yes. Because I think to make a deep playoff run, he's going to have he's to play a to. lot of center, he's especially in the playoff. He's got to. He's gotten bigger for it, which makes me a lot happier. Yeah. And who do you think would – be at the four in that. I mean, you could honestly have LeBron. You could have Carmelo. It's, yeah, it's probably – right now, definitely Russ is one. You um, could maybe even have Ariza. I think – yeah, I think it's going to – actually, yeah, I think it's going to be Russ, um, maybe Avery Bradley. Um, who's the other guy they like to start? Um, Wayne Ellington's in there. Malik Monk's in there. Yeah. Um, so, any of those guys at the two, and then you got Braun at the four. Or probably yeah, Brian at the four, and then Trevor Reza at the at small forward, and then I got you. Then Melo off the bench. Melo's off the bench, but Melo's been playing a lot of clutch minutes. And let me tell you what, Melo is sixth man of the year right now. He has been oh, yeah. balling, dude. He's 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 averaging sixty five percent from three per three point at Staples Center, bro. That's insanity. He is at Staples Center. He's balling on the road. He's kind of trash, but I got you. If Carmelo is doing that, I mean, I can't ask much more from a 37-year-old Carmelo yeah. Anthony. He put up six, seven threes last night, like 29 points. Like, all right, you can't, you can't ask much more from the exactly. guy. Exactly. Like, that yeah. dude's still got got plenty left in the tank, but he's still 37 years old. Um, but, yeah, Lakers, we'll figure it out, my mans. We'll figure it out, Lake Show. Uh, hold strong, Lakers fans. Um, but we're going to move along from the NBA discussion. That was a good one. Um, but we're going to do a quick little talk. We're no masters, but we have to acknowledge Canelo Alvarez his recent win and his pure dominance of boxing. The master did his craft. He did it, man. I mean, I mean, I'm no boxing. Um, I'm a boxing fan. I'm, I'm not gonna act like I know boxing like a, a master or anything like yeah. that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm, a, I'm much more into the UFC, which also this weekend crazy, crazy fights. Um, crazy card. Usman is the goat of the welterweight division in the UFC. But besides the point, um, Canelo. I mean, I don't see much more for him to do. I mean, I mean, there, I don't know if there's anyone else in the division, any other division weight class that he can compete with that he won't beat. Like, yeah, dude, he Canelo. I'm. I'll say I'm exactly like like you are. Um, I I really like boxing. I probably didn't get into it really, till about two years ago. Same. And, you know, I like to say I'm, like, an above-average fan just with how much time I feel like I spend with, mm-hmm. like, NFL and NBA and sometimes college sports, not as much the past, like, one or two years. But mm-hmm. boxing, I feel like I'm just at the beginning stage. Same. Like, I'm right there with you on the boxing. I don't, I don't know much too much about boxing. I'm In the UFC, I'm starting to get into it. As much as I do NFL and NBA. Yeah, and but I have been uh, keeping up with Canelo really since I started getting into boxing. And I just got to say, man, he – so the scorecards, I forgot what – but I know a lot of the scorecards had it like uh, really close. Yeah, they they I, they were pretty close apparently, but uh, you and, know, he, he definitely put it away before they could get those things out. Well, and something that like I've heard people say, and I went back and looked at a bunch of them. If you look at a lot of his fights that he's won, like majority of his fights have not been, you know, like a like a big victory. Like it's always yeah. been like, and that's kind of how he fights. I yeah, feel he breaks like. down like, the fighters. Like I don't think in this fight. I for real don't think he threw 
a real punch till like the end of the second round, nah, he midway was, through the second yeah, round. Yeah, apparently he was looking for that shot that he put him down with the yeah. whole time. And this Caleb so, Plant's like he's you know, like some Mayweather protege or something like that. That's what he like. He that's yeah. the style he does. He was what twenty one and zero. Twenty one and zero first loss. And I don't know. I feel like Plant. And like I said, I'm not an expert, so hmm. I'm not close. I don't think I'm an expert at anything. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I feel like he kind of played a little too – like, I feel like even though Canelo is Canelo, I feel like you kind of got to go at him You got to go bit. for it, yeah. Because the one thing that it looks to me like he does is like – it looks like he will stop you from doing what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Or what he thinks – you know, what everybody thinks you're going to do, exactly. Trying to do. So, I feel like you kind of got to catch him off guard. Because like we said – the way he fights, you're going to lose a lot of those early rounds mm-hmm. kind of figuring out the fight. So if you can get a couple losses in them early rounds, uh, I feel like you're really not going to knock him out. So to win by decision, you have to just kind of attack him and get a couple yep. rounds that you shouldn't win the, late that you exactly. probably can just get him off guard with. But honestly, man, I, I hadn't looked into it enough to know – what goes on after with either one. Exactly. But I do know that I've heard that a lot of people wouldn't be surprised if Plant retired. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I mean, what else is – I mean, he made the biggest check of his life. Yeah, I've heard that. And, yeah, I've heard, like, the argument is that why a lot of people do that is – or why a lot of fighters will retire kind of at a stage like this, even though they're – he's still relatively young. I think he's what – Probably like 30-something. Yeah, late 20s. It's because, you know, you kind of work up and then get a big fight. Then mm-hmm. you kind of start – you have to go back to working back up mm-hmm. from the small fights. And you don't get nearly as much money starting off as you were making. And, you know, when you're you're 29, Yeah. Max Kellerman made this quote with McGregor when he lost. Um, it's hard to get up and train at 5 a.m. when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. Yes, yeah, sleeping in silk pajamas and half a billion dollars yeah. in the fucking... <laughs> My fault. <laughs> when you get that big check, you know, it's hard to go back to the basics. and At least for a lot of people it is. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at that. But like I said, I'm, I'm not going to act like I know who Canelo's next fight would be or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't know There's rumors either. about some people, but nothing that I've heard at least legit. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I mean, Canelo, I, mean, I don't really know if there's much more for him to prove. He's already cleaned out every division. But oh, yeah. I felt like we just had to give him his respect, uh, pound for pound. Oh, he's a beast, man. Uh, pound for pound, greatest fighter right now in the world. Well, and he's one of those that, like, you know, even – People who don't know boxing, I feel like a lot of people know the name Canelo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're going to – exactly. First Mexican undisputed champion. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to end us on our Canelo talk. That was uh, uh, that was respect for the, the greatest pound-for-pound boxer in the world right now, Canelo Alvarez. But we're going to get in to one of our segments of the day. We have time out at the pound, y'all. Um, I think it's obvious what this one's going to be about. OBJ fiasco. What the hell is going on in Cleveland? What is OBJ going to do? Um, I'm going to give a quick little rundown on how things are playing, how things are playing out in this crazy story right here. Um, 
OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., was released from the Cleveland uh, Browns uh, this, I think it was Friday. I think it was over the weekend, so it took a little bit longer from the past two waivers, which he finally did today. We are recording this on Tuesday, just past two waivers today. So maybe when this comes out, he'll already sign. I don't imagine him signing until, like, Thursday. So, um, But it all kind of started, you know, Odell didn't – wasn't getting his touches, you know. There was moments where he was open and he wasn't getting the ball. And then it comes down to Odell Beckham's dad putting a video out there, an 11-minute video of all the times that he missed Odell Beckham being wide open. And I can only imagine what that stirred. Um, and then he didn't get traded before the trade deadline um, due to his money. I mean, no one can really take all that money that he was supposed to be getting. Yeah. Uh, didn't get traded. So that raised big questions about whether or not he would uh, still be on the Cleveland Cav- I mean, Browns uh, for the rest of the season. That fought, His dad put that video out there, and then he was pretty much released from the team. Um, slowly after they kind of just made those decisions and finally put him on waivers. And now Odell Beckham is officially a free agent of the NFL. What do you think about all this? And who do you think uh, is your favorite right now to get him? Well, so I just want to say, so Baker Mayfield, I feel like is – I feel like he's a good quarterback. He's definitely not great, but I think he is a slightly like I think at his peak he's a decent bit above average. Mm-hmm. At his worst, I don't think he's worse than I don't think he's worse than, you know, uh a starter. No, yeah, I think I think he's a solid like borderline starter like mm-hmm. a maybe like a Matt Schaub type. Yeah. Something like that. Like that. Maybe like a Jay Cutler and the Chicago yeah. Bears, you know. But I just – I don't know. I, so, I'm not huge on Baker, but I will say I think majority of the blame should be on OBJ. Yeah. Even though Baker was missing a lot of him while he was open. Uh, if you look at the numbers, like, there's – there, it's such a weird thing. But, like, it's – I mean, like, Baker does better when he's not there. And yep. Like it, you, know, stats you, can't, prove it. you can't deny it at this point. Mm-mm. And I just feel like – I feel like it works out better for both parties. But, yeah, I feel like for Odell's dad to post that video, that was a – excuse me, but a really bitch move. Yes. It was just like – Baker said – I don't know if you saw the press conference. He said, you know, I've I've talked to this – like his dad in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They've had be, conversations. I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, you know, drank beer, yeah. grilled out together, stuff like that. And then Apparently they had – him and Baker were friends, like good friends. You know, like, I, that's the thing that I don't understand. And But, yeah, I, I, it's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think Odell is overvalued. Yeah. In, like, the media world, not mm-hmm. – because, I mean, look, they tried to trade him. Nobody yeah. wanted that contract. Nobody so did. NFL Saints were in teams, the t- on the call, and there, there was a lot of teams. And NFL teams know that Odell isn't Odell. Yeah, I mean – He's a different If he is, now. you have to at least see it. Like, you haven't yeah. seen the production for him to be paid that much. And, look, man, people are trying to – I don't know if you've heard people saying this, but I've heard people trying to say that, oh, it's going to be like Randy Moss – when he mm. was on the Raiders, that's a. When it was on, when he was on the Raiders, he was terrible. Then he goes to New England. Everybody thought he was. 
And it's like, man, look. Randy uh, Moss was like, he's <laughs> probably definitely a top two or three. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, top three, top two. At exactly. least, I, I'm going to say he should be on everybody's top two. Exactly. He's probably two. Yeah. And it's just like, man, that's not a comparison. Like, OBJ is good, but he's not. He's not a hot – the dude hasn't had an 1,100-yard season since, I think, like 2016, 2017. Yeah, I think it was his first year in Cleveland was the last time he did it with Fred Kitchens. (laughs) And it's just – I think a lot of the blame is on him, but I do think, you know – like I said, I think it works out for both sides. I think so, too. I'm kind of with you on that. Um, It's weird. You know, I'm I'm a big OBJ fan. always have been since LSU. I still think he's got plenty left in the tank. Yeah. Um, according to production, he's not the same Odell. Um, I think it's all about fit. Um, and it's all up to him, too, if he wants to, you know, take a second receiver role, but also still have a chance to be the number one receiver any given week. It's a weird situation. Um, I do think both teams are better going their own ways. Um and I think the Browns are just better now. I think they're going to yeah. be better. Like you said, I think I think you're just – Baker not having to worry about that, the team not having to have that drama, not having to listen to, you know, these news analysts and stuff uh, come out every single week saying that free OBJ and give him the ball. They don't have to worry about that no more. And Baker's got – it feels like Baker might have a weight lifted off his shoulders. Now he could just run this offense, run this scheme, how it's supposed to be run. Um, I mean, they ran for 200 rushing yards over the Bengals this weekend. Like, that's Cleveland football, you know. Yeah. I mean, he only passed the ball, I think it was like 16 times, 21 times or something like that. Yeah, I think he was 14 of 21. 21, exactly. That's that's all you need him to do. You don't need Baker to go out there throwing it 40 times, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing is the way the offense is built, I just feel like it was – it's it's weird, man. When you watch them, it's almost like they don't have, like, a number one receiver. Yeah, well, even when Kevin Stefanski was in um, Minnesota, like, Stefan Diggs and, and Adam Thielen were like, they yeah. they barely got, I don't even, I don't even think they had 15, uh, I think it was a stat, no one, neither one of them had 1,200 yard seasons until yeah. he left, Kevin Stefanski left, and now they're both number ones for both of their teams. Yeah, and I think, you know, not to just have a 20-minute analysis of the Browns. Yeah. But I think if you look at, like, the evidence from this season, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter out. Mm-hmm. What's old dude's name? Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson. Dude a- AFF league, bro. Um, Demetric Felton. Is, yeah. He's out with COVID now, or possibly. Mm-hmm. But he's another, like, he's a good running Like, the no. dude is the fourth running back, I think, on that team. Third or fourth could be. Easily mm-hmm. number two, borderline number one. Yeah. So their main focus is clearly running the ball and running playing defense. Ball. Yep. And and if the defense plays like it did this weekend, they'll be fine. Yeah. And people are saying the thing with like, oh, put Case Keenum in there. It's like I really don't think there's a huge difference between Baker and Case Keenum, but either way, that's not – the offense that Odell is going to excel in. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no, no. There's no way, there's no path that Odell is going to be successful in that system. Yeah. I do think Baker's better than Case Keenum. I even, I even, I'll even say, like, when he came in, Case Keenum came in, I was like, Baker better watch out. But at the end of the day, 
I mean, Baker's Baker. Baker's a Heisman winner. Baker's done everything that he's needed to do to be that dude. Now he has time. Now he has a chance to prove it, you know. Go out there and ball. Get your team to the Super Bowl. See what you can do. That team has got the talent to make it. It's just if everyone's healthy. Oh, yeah. See what you can do, man. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're better um, with without OBJ. And I think OBJ will be better without them. Um, last question. Um, what's your best fit for this guy? Where do you think he's going? Um, so, like we were talking about before the podcast, I think it really – Depends on, like, I think the best fit, mm-hmm. like, scheme and role-wise would probably be the Raiders. Yes. Even with them getting Deshaun Jackson, he's mm-hmm. not a guy that's – he's going to get, you know, 15, 12 plays a game mm-hmm. out of Deshaun Jackson, maybe three, four targets. Yep. But I feel like just as a receiver, because I think Darren Waller would still probably be their number one, if not their number two. Mm-hmm. But just as just as a receiver, Odell would be the number one receiver. Yep. Like wide receiver. And but it's the thing, man, is I don't know what Odell is really I know he said he wants to play for a contender, but if he left for not getting the like Cleveland is still a contender. Yeah. So yeah. he clearly wants more touches, touches too. Yeah. And there's not a lot of contenders and that yeah, that's the thing is they don't you, have a number one. If you go to the Rams, I mean Cooper Cup yeah, you're not – you definitely have not earned taking catches away from that dude. Or Robert Woods, I mean. Yeah, and it's – it's just, plus, I mean, you know, you go to that team, it's not like you're going to start, even if you are the number one. You're not going to be the number one the first week because Mm-mm. it's the middle of the season. Right in the middle of the season, new scheme. So, if you go to a team like the Rams – they're not asking you to probably learn the whole entire scheme anyway so you can do more earlier. Mm-hmm. You have a better chance to win the Super Bowl, but you're not going to be OBJ there. Nope, you're, you're going to be more of like – A role player. You're going to be more of like what Josh Gordon is on the Chiefs. Yep. But, yeah, I think the Raiders and New England, New England. schematically. Yep. But, like I said, I don't know what his – because he still wants to be OBJ, too. And Bill Belichick, I feel like, is going to – he wouldn't be able to be, you know, Himself. free-thinking. Exactly. I mean, he he even was able to ring in Cam a little bit, you know. Yeah, but him in Las Vegas with the Raiders, oh. I mean, oh, he'd would, be OBJ. He would, he'd be on the media. He'd, he could do all of it, all, everything you'd want to. Plus, he's in Vegas, I mean. Yeah, plus, he'd like we said, he'd be – if not the number one, then no less than number two exactly. target. A target, exactly. Because Darren Waller, he's a monster. Yeah, when at the Rams, he's at best probably the number three, three. after being there for two or three weeks and mm-hmm. learning that probably hard offense. I was say that can't Scott be McVay. easy. Yeah. Sean McVay. I don't know. I said Scott McVay. <laughs> yeah. Sean McVay, yes. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of. Kind of similar to my teams. Uh, I'm going to give a – my analysis is if he wants to be a number one, if he wants to be that dude, there's two teams he can go to. Yeah. New England Patriots and the New Orleans Saints. I got you. If he wants to be the dude. Saints are good. If he wants to be the team. duh dude, it's the Saints. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he would be the number one. He would be the number one option. Him and Alvin Kamara would be beautiful to see as a Saints fan. That's, oh, yeah. it. That's me being unbiased. But if he wants to – Probably have a – I don't know if even a better chance. I don't even know how much better Patriots are than the Saints because our the Saints defense is elite. It's a Super Bowl defense. 
offensively, it's weird because you got Trevor Simeon in now. So it's like, does he want to play with Trevor Simeon? Does he want Trevor yeah. Simeon being his quarterback? Does he I, want Taysom Hill to be his quarterback? I think, honestly, I think with Jameis being out, if Jameis the main w- reason I didn't have them as a real contender for Odell. I think if Jameis was there, they'd be I think we'd be the favorites. I think if Jameis was not hurt, I think I would be feeling really good about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Because whoever gets him is, I think, only getting him for this year. It's only for this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's going to hit the market again. So This is a proven – this is all this is, is proven games for Odell trying to get another contract. Um, But, yeah, if he wants to be the dude, New England, New Orleans. If he wants to be on a contender, which I think those two teams – are contenders, but yeah. um, if he wants to like have the best opportunity to win, it's Vegas. Um, who was the other team? Vegas and KC. No, Vegas and uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Vegas and Green Bay. Um, and I think a sleeper because neither of us said it is Baltimore. Yes, that's we did I, say I that before the podcast. Be a decent fit on Baltimore. I mean, he would questionably be the number one receiver there, you know, and then. I don't know if he'd be the number one target because Mark Andrews and, he, and Lamar does love his tight ends. but Plus, too, man, I mean, this is something I just remembered as we're talking about. I remember before the season, people were talking about trading for OBJ. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, the Browns think they can get a first-round pick. Exactly, yeah. So, it's clearly not all Baker. Yeah. Because by the time the trade deadline rolled around. No one wanted to do No that. one wanted to give up anything for mm-hmm. that contract. Nothing. So No one wanted that contract. The teams can tell, like we said, that he's not OBJ. But I just think it, you know, I, I don't know what he really wants to do. I don't it's know. It's all, yeah, exactly. It's all up to him. Because, like, right now the favorite, as the rumors are, it's technically the Seahawks because him and Russ. I'm just like, I don't see that one happening personally. But, yeah, if he wants to win, have the best opportunity to win right now and have a pretty decent impact, I'm going Green Bay and Vegas. But if he wants to be the number one, the dude, OBJ, New England, or the New Orleans Saints. That's what I'm saying. I got you. Yep. yep. And I think that's going to end us here, my man. This yes, has been sir. fun, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, it's sir. always ha- good having you here, and this will not be the last time you're on this thing. Oh, I uh, you. You're a consistent guest. I know. I I know you bring good takes, and uh, I think we got a little thing going here now. We got a little bit yeah. of a little bit of a, um, a a trilogy, hopefully sooner or later with uh, these podcasts. But uh, yeah, we both admitted when we were wrong. Exactly. We were we were pretty. We had some pretty bad takes in the first podcast, but that's what it's all about. That's all oh, it's yeah. all about. Come back and reassess. But. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. I want to thank you again, Ethan. Uh, we'll have you again on here yes, again. Sir. Thank you for having me. Man. All right. Let me wrap this thing up here. This has been the Pound Perspective with Nate Dog. If you need to get in contact with me, go to natedogsports.com. Uh, two Gs, no spaces, natedogsports.com. Don't forget to like, share, download, uh, share it to everyone. You know, get it out there. If you want to be a guest, contact me through my social medias or natedogsports.com. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us, y'all. This has been fun. This is the Pound Perspective with Nate Dog. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Pound Perspective. If you're interested in joining Nate Dog for an episode or need more information on Nate Dog and his brand, contact him at natedogsports.com. And don't forget to share with friends and family. Thanks again for listening to the Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports.